Welcome to the Behind the Shield podcast, where each week we talk with shelter employees and agents from around the country to find out what's going on, to hear the stories that might otherwise go untold, and to connect you more closely with why you are an important part of making it all happen for our customers and communities. Let's take a look at what's going on Behind the Shield. Welcome, everybody, to the 11th podcast. I'm your host, Douglas Jones, and alongside me is our producer, Brad Johnson. Brad, it's hard to believe 11 podcasts. There we go. Yeah. That has to be some milestone number, right? Yeah. Yeah. Two ones. All right. Well, here's a rundown of what we have in store for you today. We're going to talk about the importance of staying engaged in our roles at Shelter and some of the things that our company is doing to help you be involved and connected. We're also going to talk with our manager of inclusion and engagement, Macy Peterman, and she's been working really hard to help us stay connected, especially during this time when many of us are working away from our offices. Before we talk with Macy, we're going to kick off this episode with a story about one of our agents that was a part of doing something that has never been done before. You may have heard about one of our agents in the St. Louis area whose five-person bowling team set a world record back in February. Brad, this is something all of us as kids dreamt of, just being a part of a huge moment in sports. You caught up with this shelter agent and found out this news that's made it around the world. Am I getting that right? Yeah, you got it absolutely right. To quote Agent Mark Hood, he told me the response has been overwhelming. He never thought his competitive Friday night bowling team would be an international star for simply doing what they enjoy. But as they went through the game frame by frame, people took notice that it was no ordinary game occurring. He said people started talking that the record of 1,434 pins was about to be broken. When did you realize that you all were having one of those performances of a lifetime? I mean, the first time that I really started considering it or that we had a chance at a world record was the ninth frame. When I threw a strike in the ninth frame, that meant that we were going into the tenth frame with four of us all having the first nine strikes, that if we had a good 10th frame, we had to be really close um, to breaking a record. I didn't want to know, uh, especially being the last bowler. I joked and said, uh, you know, well, good good thing. I'm not going to have to worry about having all the pressure this week. And then I ended up having probably the most pressure I could ever imagine because By the time it got to me throwing my first shot in the 10th, I pretty much told myself that I probably had to throw at least the first strike. And if I did that, I I felt pretty confident we were going to break, we had broke the record. Kind of explain or describe what the bowling alley was like in the environment that it was like as you made it through your game. Once we got to about the eighth or ninth frame, Obviously, people were watching, but I was told that by the time I stepped on the approach to throw my first shot in the tent, every other lane had stopped, and they all were bunched down near as near as they could get to us to watch. Thank God I didn't look up and see that, or I probably would have been even more nervous than I was. Once I, when I threw my first shot in the tent, I threw a strike. The place pretty much exploded because the majority of them knew what the record was. I didn't know. But obviously, when I heard that, I felt pretty good about it. When the news came down that you guys, or the final score came out that um, that you did beat the record, what was, I'm sure everybody got wind of it and uh, cheered, or what was that scene like? Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, it was, there was huge cheer, like I said, when I, when I threw the first strike in the tent, because I think by that point, the, 
<laughs> people had Googled what the record was and they knew what it was going to take. And, you know, m- most bowlers are pretty, they can do the math and they pretty much knew what we needed. And when I threw the first strike, they knew we had broke the record. So yeah, they went uh, pretty crazy. And then when we got done totally, we didn't start the second game probably for 15 minutes because I mean, we had people coming up, hugging us. And I mean, it was just a kind of a surreal you know, no, nothing I would ever expect from a league night. <laughs> You've gotten a lot of coverage out of this. What has the response been like? We were fortunate. We had our chan- our NBC station here in St. Louis. And because, unfortunately, because of what's going on now, there wasn't a whole lot of sports going on. And we probably got almost a week's worth of play on uh, on NBC. The response has been overwhelming. Bowling is a very worldwide sport. I mean, there was people from overseas that were congratulating us. Uh, there were so many threads that were going on and talking about it, and it was just amazing. It was, it was, it was hard to keep up with it all. Shelter's been great about sharing it. I really have really thought that's been awesome. I think when we get back, I know there's a bunch of things that are planned uh, for us, and uh, so we're really looking forward to that. So they ended up bowling a record of 1,457 pins. And they did this all under the name of Shelter Insurance. So that's a pretty cool situation to be part of and be around. He obviously did not have me bowling on his team. He is a much better in-person bowler than I am. And I'm sure he's a much better wee bowler than I am too. (laughs) He's a better in-person bowler than I am in my imagination. (laughs) All right. Well, Macy... Welcome to the podcast. It's exciting to have you here today. Um, you're one of my favorite people. I, t- I tell people a lot of times you, I'm a Macy fan, so thank you for coming on today. I just wanted to ask if you would share with our listeners a short description of what inclusion and engagement is at Shelter and, and why it's a company priority for someone like you to come to work every day and make this your focus. Oh, well, thanks. Uh, thanks for the compliment. And hi, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, so I am the manager of inclusion and engagement. But I guess in answering your question, I can address an elephant in the room, too. A lot of people ask me when, when I first started taking this role, um, I was the manager of diversity and inclusion. And then in January, we changed that to manager of inclusion and engagement. And so I think there was some confusion that maybe Shelter didn't have a focus on diversity anymore, or that wasn't part of my role. But in reality, it is diversity, inclusion, and engagement. But we didn't think the acronyms DIE are very inviting to people. Communication, engagement, it builds relationships. And it builds relationships on what we can consider the micro level. And we find that to be really important if we're going to deal with more complex and divisive topics as we move forward as a company. If we don't have that foundation of engagement and communication and positive rapport with one another, um, the focus of our department is to make sure that we have a strong foundation built on communication and engagement and accepting um, all of our employees, encouraging our, our employees to bring their authentic selves to work so that we can weather those storms together. I can tell you're passionate about what you do. Why is this something that you are personally passionate about? I think my passion has just kind of played out through my life and the trajectory of my life from the time I was young. You know, I was a child of divorce to a young single mom who had three girls. As a teenager, I actually ended up dropping out of high school and I became a teen mom and I was a single mom. 
And I've always been fascinated in watching human behavior and human interaction. And so I was watching all these people going through these systems with me. So when I was, you know, looking at this, how do I make a better life for me and my son? Um, I realized I needed to go to college and I let that passion and that interest and that curiosity um, kind of fuel my fire and, and lead me in the directions that I, that it did. So I ended up getting my degrees um, in criminal justice administration and then I got a degree in human services. That's good. In this time of hardly anyone working in their normal work settings, you've been putting a lot of effort into increasing communication and helping people stay as closely connected to shelter as they can be. So let's start with the inclusion engagement website. Why was it that you created that? Yeah, that was actually a project that got started long before all of the COVID and remote work stuff. Sergio and I had talked pretty much from the start of me entering into this role that I really wanted a space that we could have that would support our employee resource groups, some communication that we wanted to get out to the company, continuous learning, education, um, and also just a forum that we could, you know, have blogs, have ideas, post videos that people could watch. And so I wanted a really central location. Um, our goal originally was to launch June 1st of this year. But the second that I realized everything that was going on and that we were going to this remote work situation, um, I started doing a lot of research into you know, what effects that would have on our employees. It was really negative, <laughs> to be quite honest. And it kind of made me worried. And so, you know, I talked to Stacy and Brad and I said, hey, I think we need to launch this sooner. Yes, it's not completed. Yes, it's not exactly how we would like to see it. Um, but any tools that we can get out there to our employees to encourage them to stay connected with one another, to talk to one another, that was my goal. And so we decided to go ahead and launch it. We have plans for the future of ways that we can continue to develop. For now, we're really trying to utilize it as a one-stop place that someone can find, you know, some tips on health and wellness while they're remote working, maybe a blog that they can connect to, find what's going on with the company really easy, you know, one site at the click of a button. Recently, you did a Shelter Good News segment where you shared good news from around the company and um, you also did an executive lookalike segment. So where did that idea come from? I didn't get fired either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so the shelter good news came from watching John Krasinski. So he used to be on The Office. And uh, I think it was Regina Reed in SBMI. She first emailed his first episode to all of us. She had watched it. She found it to be really just impactful. And it was such a reminder to look for the positive in, in, in any negative situation. You know, we can get so focused on the negative that we lose sight of all the good stuff that's happening. So I'm hearing all these good things that are happening. And I just start thinking, okay, we could share this just like John shares the good stuff happening in the world. Um, the lookalike thing, that was just kind of random. Uh, Stacy had sent me a list of like different holidays and different things that were going on. And I just noticed that one of them was National Lookalike Day. And so um, I decided to have a little fun with that. Luckily, everyone was a great sport and really uh, good-natured. I knew that I wasn't trying to, to be mean or anything like that. So <laughs> it turned out well, but I was a little nervous sending it out. <laughs> well, for those of you that are listening, if you haven't watched the video yet, go, go out to the Inclusion Engagement website. Look for the May 20th blog posting. There's a video in there. Watch that video. If, if, uh, if you don't have time to watch the whole thing, if you fast forward to like minute 12, that takes you to about where the, the lookalike part comes in. And Macy, just so you know, I have some cardigans to donate to Rockney. And um, I've got one of those Australian Outback hats for Harrison Ford. I mean, uh, Matt Moore. 
Well, is there anything else that you're working on right now that you want folks to know about? I mean, we have our diversity internship program that will be kicking off this summer. So we're excited about that. There, there will be more Shelter Good News episodes coming. So uh, you guys will have to put up with my shenanigans a little bit longer. But <laughs> yeah, those are the big things. Obviously, our INE site, we're constantly working on. Um, we are going to be applying for best places to work again. So uh, some employees may start getting surveys with that. Um, along with an engagement survey that we're looking at doing. The one thing I can say, so you and I talked about this, and I guess this is my chance to plug this. You know, we're talking about the importance of communication and connecting with people. I have noticed that people are not turning on their cameras for meetings. Right. I hope people start turning on their cameras. I want to see more faces. You know, over 30% of our communication is done through body language. And so we really miss out on that when we're not in person. And then on top of it, when we don't have the cameras, I don't know, I just miss out on actually seeing people. Well, thank you for mentioning that. I, I have ended a couple, more than one meeting by saying, it was great seeing your icons today. So <laughs> <laughs> it's my way of encouraging people to turn their cameras on. Before we go, we're going to do this game show style. We're going to try to have you answer as many questions in 90 seconds about yourself that you can. So Brad, are you ready? Douglas, go. Where were you born? Soldatna, Alaska. Oh, how many siblings? Uh, two older sisters and a half older half-brother. You have how many kids? Two, six-year-old and an almost 12-year-old. What's the funniest thing that one of your kids have done during COVID-19? Oh my gosh, my daughter is a mess. So there's so many things <laughs> that she has done. I always kid with my SBMI group that I'm either gonna have DFS or the DEA called on me. So we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> what grade would you give yourself as a homeschooling teacher? Oh, F minus, if that's even possible. I I'm teaching my kids these streets, but that's about it. So. Right. <laughs> when restaurants are back open, what is the first place you want to eat out? Oh, sushi. I want sushi. I have not had sushi. I've been ordering to go, but have not had sushi. What's your favorite kind of music? I love all, almost all music, but I'm going to say, to be honest, country. If you could have any singer's voice, whose would it be? Oh my gosh, um, Celine Dion. Best vacation you ever took? Ooh, so many good ones. I would say the first time I took the kids down to Destin, Florida. Pickles, dill or sweet? Dill, for sure. I'm not psychotic. <laughs> Have you ever dreamed of being an Olympic ice skater? No, Olympic gymnast, yes, but not ice skater. Okay. How many times have you had emergency dental surgery this week? Oh my gosh, uh, just <laughs> once this week, uh, but Time's twice. Up. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great question. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, we should put that one earlier on so you could give us all the details. Well, Macy, tell us the easiest way to find the inclusion engagement website. Yeah, it's actually really easy. It's on the shelter portal. So if people go to the shelter shield portal, um, it's one of the links that says inclusion and engagement. And so they can just click that. It takes them to the homepage and they can search all around. Uh, anytime they want to get back to the homepage, they can just hit the little shield button at the top and it'll take them back. Very good. All right. Well, Macy, thank you so much for being with us today. Brad, thank you as always for all of your engineering magic. And I want to thank everyone for listening today. Um, we need your help if you're listening. If, if you know of a shelter hero that needs their story told, we want you to let us know about that. You can send it to us along with any other feedback that you want to share with us to podcast at shelterinsurance.com. 
and uh, that information will go to both Brad and myself. We appreciate and love your emails, so please keep them coming. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. Please, please remember that everything that you do is what makes Shelter the company that it is. All of us together make Shelter strong. 